and welcome to episode 15 of the Tales of Crisis with me, your host, Martin. And joining me once more is our regular co-host, Mr. James Chalmers. Good evening, Chalmers. Good evening. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. And how about your good self? I'm not too bad. I'm excited. It's a, a weekend event. Weekend event is not far away. So we are recording on Wednesday night, Wednesday the 6th of April. And we are in Element Games for Spring into Marvel this weekend. So by the time we release this, the uh, event will be over. I'm planning to release this either Sunday or Monday. But we've got a couple of interesting things to do today. So first off, we are going to cover what our thinking is behind the list that we're planning to take. Now, these may well change. We've still got two days before we pack up and put them in a car, so expect at least one of us to have changed at least something between now and then. Um, and then since the last episode, I've been to two more events. So one at Protect Games and one up in Scotland at Common Ground Games. Um, so we're going to briefly cover the games there. But before we get into all that, how are things, Mr. Chalmers? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been painting. I, I think last episode I said I was kind of almost uh, almost finishing the whole collection. I did say by the end of March I'll get everything painted, but I'm seven short. Shocking. I know. Oh, I've got um, Vision, Amazing Spider-Man, and then I think most of the Convocation models left to do. Um, but there is a reason I did that. Uh, I haven't got everything painted, and that's because I've painted up two tables of terrain over the last couple of weeks. And they look absolutely awesome. Um, if you haven't seen them, guys, if you're at Element Games this weekend, you'll have seen them by the time you listen to this, because they will be there. But if you haven't and you don't go, go check them out on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So why have you done two boards? So Tony... Uh, Moore, who's running the event, um, he's actually doing, I mean, he's doing loads of awards for the event. Um, he's doing things like best in affiliation and best fancy dress and uh, obviously best overall, etc. But he's also doing uh, best table, best scenery. So I just thought it's a cool little award that you don't normally see at events. I mean, uh, most of the weekend events we do, well, we have done in the past, I should say, are obviously AOS events, and that's never been a thing. I mean, painting's been a thing, but it's for your whole army. But this is actually like to kind of encourage people to do themed boards and that. So it, it's been a thing since I've started playing Marvel that I've always wanted to do themed boards. I mean, I've got a kind of a notepad on my iPhone that's full of loads of different ideas. Um so I just picked two of them and kind of went to work on them over the last couple of weeks. Excellent. Yeah, I know the only AOS event I've ever been to where um, took your own train was actually yours that used to run at the club, um, yeah. where we used to take half the tables worth. But like you say, they weren't necessarily themed, and it was kind of just putting standard ones down. Um, yeah, that was more just a, because we the club was still new and it was a <laughs> we had like twenty thirty people playing and. I needed to get enough tables worth of terrain, so yeah. It, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, there's never really a bring a themed table. I mean, you see them at some of the narrative events, obviously, and things like that, yeah. and bits. But with Marvel, because the table was a lot smaller, um, 
and you are obviously in the Marvel Universe, it makes it a lot easier to do some very cool themed things. It uh, does, and it is also another really good way if anybody wants to run a Marvel event but is worried that they don't have enough terrain. It's a good way to get people to bring terrain down so that you can get a few more tables to get a few more people in. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. So what two tables have you done? Uh, so I've done a uh, Asgard table, which is I'm using a couple of deep deep cut studio mats, and this one's using a Realm of Heavens, I think it's called um, mat, and I'm using some of the Games Workshop. I'm trying to think what it's called, it's Dominion of Sigmar or something like that. They're kind of like some uh, ancient temple style things. They've got like yeah. some statues and. Like fire pits and Sigmar-esque, isn't it? It's all yeah. based, but yeah, um, it looks so, pretty Asgardian. Yeah, it, so I've kind of got all of that and added some like uh, vegetation to it just to make it look a bit more um, kind of like lived in. Um, I've got a statue of Thor and I've got some flower beds as well. So I've been uh, printing all of them off the 3D printer. So it's a nice little uh, theme table. And then the second one I've been doing is a Hydra warehouse. So I've got a big statue of a red skull that takes uh, kind of centre stage on one of the sides. It's got some walkways, uh, a crane, a load of um, cargo um, areas. So like loads of kind of boxes and um, tubs that I've printed off. And I'm trying to think what else it's got on there. A couple of power generators. And I think that's about it, really. Yeah. So and again, that's another deep cut studio. Yes, it's map. the uh, Space Hulk map for that one. So couple of cool, uh, cool tables. Like I said, they've been on my list for a while, so it's nice to actually get them done and not just stare at them on the phone and go, I'll do them at some point. So who knows? It might kickstart me to uh, do more tables terrain. Excellent. No, they, they do look absolutely awesome, and I'm looking forward to... Are you going to bring them to the club tomorrow so we can... I might bring out? one of them. Fair I don't know whether I'll bring both. I might bring both. It depends. I need a pack. We were saying before we record, I need to pack them all up in preparation for traveling yeah. down on friday so <laughs> it depends whether i get it done tomorrow um otherwise it will be a rush job on friday <laughs> to awesome. get them packed up um my hobby has been relatively slow recently to be brutally honest i've had a, a number of things going on um i did get hulk painted up last week i'm gonna say um very last minute decision to stick him in my roster for the weekend up in scotland and uh, it was, I think it was literally Thursday. I was like, oh, I'm away this weekend. I probably should paint him now if I'm going to take him. So I, I kind of cheated and did a couple of different shades of green with the airbrush and then slapped a bit of purple paint on his shorts and kind of said that would do. Um, but Still look nice. I was going to say, it turned, it turned out a lot better than I thought. I do need to um, put a varnish on him, though, before I put any more details on because it's the the paint coming out of the airbrush I think hasn't stuck to him particularly well so I want to do that before I do much more on him. Getting protected makes sense. Aye um, but no other than that I don't think I've uh, particularly painted. I added the skulls onto Dr Voodoo's base <laughs> and that was probably about as much as I've done in the last couple of weeks uh, hobby wise uh, just a whole raft of other real life things getting in the way which is always annoying Aye. so lists yes lists what roster are you currently as of 
nine o'clock on a Wednesday night <laughs> thinking of taking. <laughs> it's not thinking. I'm definitely taking this. I, I know I've chopped and changed a lot, um, but it's the one that I have been practicing with. So I am going to stick with it. Whether it's the right decision, I don't know, but I'm actually going to be taking Cabal and Red Skull Cabal. So I'm not taking Sin at all. Um, okay. I'm not the biggest fan of her. I know people do like her. It means you can go a lot wider because she is a three threat leader. Yeah. I just don't like her. She's got four health on a healthy side. It's like, uh, I just don't understand like why. Yeah, you could keep her at the back of the table, but like four health isn't, it, all it takes is one good attack and she's dazed. Then even when she's flipped, she's only got six health. So. She's not exactly the most survivable. Um, I don't really like her leadership as well. So uh, I like Red Skull. It's a very simple do damage. You gain an extra power. Um, yeah. It helps a lot. Like when you've got characters that give you, uh, I've got Hood in my roster, for example, who's got rapid fire and it gives you one flat power. It's nice that if you get the rapid fire off, you're getting another power. But each of those times, if you're doing damage as well, you're also gaining power. So it's very easy to kind of just start building up power, even when you're doing those uh, one power attacks. Um, so I should probably go through my whole. Do you want to go through the whole roster now? Yeah, go through the whole roster and then we'll, we'll go through and see what you're thinking behind. Yeah, of course. Um, so obviously, like I said, I've got Ghost Rider. Uh, sorry, I've got Red Skull as my leader. Yeah. Um, and then I'll go through the affiliated characters I've got so far. So I've got Baron Zemo as a three, uh, Hood as a three. I've got Bullseye as a two, um, Mr. Sinister as a four and Cassandra Nova as a five. So I've got, uh, what's that? Three, four, five, six of them as affiliated. And then out of affiliation, I've got Black Cat as a three, uh, Lizard as a three, Ghost Rider as a five and then Hulk as a six. So Hulk has been in and out of my roster for three weeks now. Um, I, I keep tweaking what I want to do. Uh, I kind of I took Hulk out and put Enchantress in, but I had two games with her, and I just I, I really liked her in Asgard, but in Cabal she struggles a little bit. I think um, not really that killy, is she? No, and that's the thing. Like she. She kind of goes up. She's got the beam, which is nice. And again, it, it gives you one power for each person you hit. But it's not the greatest. I think I kept finding with people would target her and then they get enough power to then just pay the two. So you're only defending yeah. on like two dice and then she very quickly dies. Yeah. Um, so like I said, Hulk was the one that I went in and out with. I just put him in as a, he's a beat stick. Just like, it's kind of what you want with Cabal anyway. Like Red Skull can teleport him with the, uh, using this cube ability. Um, it's only a, like range two, but it's something that Red Skull can do. Then you can gamma leap for another two and suddenly you've like got quite far up the board on a small base, uh, on his big base. Sorry. Um, so he's in there. Um, Ghost Rider was, again, another late addition, but I was lacking anything. So the thing Cabal, or the Cabal list I've got, does really well is a lot of decent mystic attacks with Cassandra Nova and Mr. Sinister, um, and Hood as well. 
it does a lot of decent physical attacks with Baron Zemo, Bullseye as well, uh, Lizard when he's uh, used, he can be quite a, a decent thing for getting people off the objectives. But yeah. I was lacking anything substantial for energy. Um, Mr. Sinister has a builder that is energy, which is nice. It's a free range free five dice strike. So it, it's not even a two dice. So uh, sorry, range two. So he's kind of got some range with that. But Ghost Rider's just got that bit of extra. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason you see him in a lot of people's rosters at the minute. He kind of got buffed, but got probably too buffed. <laughs> um, he went from kind of one of the lesser lesser known fives to one of the probably most obvious takes as a five. Yeah, he's definitely found found his voice, shall we say. I think he, he's come in a lot of places. I think slowly he's disappearing again, but there are certain affiliations he really shines in. Um, and I think, you know, in those ones, he is he is really, really good. Yeah. Um, so th- those are kind of the characters I had. Mr. Sinister, I was, I've always wanted to use him, but I never have. And then I used um, uh, one of the nights of last week in two games. I played two games in one night. He was like MVP. He, he's so good. If you can get the beam, so you, you pay one power and you've got a beam uh, four that's a mystic. But each time you do a beam, you get a genetic sample. Um, genetic sample on um, Mr. Sinister, you can do two things with. You On a spender, how many sample tokens he's got, you can have up to a maximum of three. It basically becomes an area effect attack. Yeah. So you can get up to an area three at- effect attack. And I did it against uh, Sam's Guardians of the Galaxy. Hit almost his whole entire team. And I think I dazed three or four of them it, it was so good but you keep the tokens with that one it's not a you use them up and then they, they're gone you actually keep them so what you can actually spend them on is when you take damage you can spend your tokens and you reduce that damage by one for each token that you spend and it's not to a minimum of one so it's great for anything like um Mysterio's Tricks and Traps or um, Cassandra Nova's the kind of same one where that's if you do damage you can then move. If you just reduce that damage and stop it then they can't move. Um, And that actually won me the game against Lee when he was playing uh, Spider-Foes and he had like all of these where he wanted to be able to move me and do some damage then he could move on to the objective and I was just like no I'll just get rid of the token it stops the damage. And it just like stops him straight away and it's like oh. (laughs) So I absolutely love him as a four threat. I think a lot of people kind of focused on that cloning banks card yep. as the uh, kind of reason to take him. And they always found it a bit too hard to use. I, I just, I haven't even got the card. It's, I just use him as an actual damage dealer. Um, he's on a decent base size as well. So he can kind of get around the table a bit. And like I said, that range three is massive when he gets in proper position. It's great. Um, for tactic cards, I've got Cosmic Invigoration, which is obviously remove a activated token off a character, which is play it on the right turn. That's huge. Um, Dark Rain, which is um, any Cabal character, you spend three power and you can reroll all dice against one character, enemy character anywhere on the board. So all Cabal characters can reroll all attack dice that turn. So it's that thing if like you face someone that you need to 
get rid of this turn and you've got three or four characters in range you just play it and you're literally re-rolling everything against them if yeah. you've got all the cabal characters so it's um it's really it's great card. it's great for kind of whittling down like opposition's hulks as well if you've got enough attacks yeah. to kind of uh get through so um that's good um i've got med pack and brace for impact it's my two restricted cards um brace i just it's just good like just being able to stop anything being thrown at you and not take damage it's it's great med pack it's always good to heal up like i know people like field dressing etc but for me like especially when you've got characters like lizard and uh cassandra nova with healing factor it's great to be able to play a med pack on them then do healing factor at the end of their activation suddenly they're they've healed uh four and they're kind of almost back up to full health yeah um i've got monkey brain as lizard home for lizard that's just for i've got a couple of very close up um bunched up uh crisis so it's just for using that and then he can push characters away um extreme conditioning that's kind of for hulk the Get up the table. Get him going. Yeah. Uh, and get in a position. Uh, indomitable, just to not be moved and <laughs> or thrown. Well, you can still be moved. That's the one issue I've got with the card, even though it's a, it's a good card. So you can't be pushed or thrown, but with characters like um, Cassandra Nova and Mysterio, where they've got those move them, like yes. that can still yeah. happen. Um, exceptional healing. Um, that is basically if I've got lizard and cassandra nova normally in the same roster yeah um if i've only got one of them it's normally not used just because it's a bit of a waste um like being able to stop all damage well reducing it all to one for what one attack when you've only got one character is maybe not the best but when you've got two options and it's it's so annoying yeah um and mental domination so that's for cassandra nova to move a character make them attack someone and make them re-roll their defense dice so it's just a nice and it's a extra attack as well so it's not even a um you're wasting a attack activation for it so um so yeah nice kind of range of just generic cards and um i've missed one actually deal with the devil of course i've got deal with the devil (laughs) um that's just to bring back ghost rider so yeah it's um i've had a couple of games where he's kind of gone up straight away and he's just rolled very poorly for his defence and got days turn one and KO turn two and thankfully he's then can play that and then just be back into the game and kind of reset almost. Yeah, it just discourages you. I mean, I played a game uh, the other night against Richmond from Richmond Gaming um, and he had Ghost Rider with that card and there were a couple of times where I could have attacked him and I thought, there's just no point because all I'm going to do is daze you and then KO you, I mean... And then you're just going to bring him back fully health on the other side of the board. Yeah. For three power, then he gets the other and he comes back. And yeah, um, it just discourages you from attacking him, which is great. Yeah. Um, so those are tactic cards. And then my extracts have got alien ship crashes in downtown. So it's just across the it seems to be everybody has that at the moment. It's a slow play, just nice, easy, yeah. like everywhere. I'm not, I've played a lot of games where neither of us can roll crit, so it just kind of goes on and on. It kind of becomes a bit of a laugh. So um, it's one where with Cabal, you kind of you do want to try and focus on whittling down characters. So yep. slow them down scoring, it's great. Uh, Fear Grips, which is, I'm pretty sure most people play it. 
extra attack dice what's not to like <laughs> like Absolutely. um so i've got that one uh research station attacked as well so like i said it, it's kind of for the lizard plays and things like that it's kind of close up uh and then finally i've got research station attacked so like i said it's kind of very much um case of cabal like being close up and kind of personal with everyone i've got a few characters with beams as well so kind of bring everyone in nice and close hit with beams lizard to throw them out push them out cassandra nova to move them out of position as well so uh, i've got that one and then as my secures i've got demons downtown um so again another e mission straight down the middle um the incinerate's nice as well especially if it means um we can hit some beams while they've got incinerate on um another reason i've put ghost rider in there because obviously he's he is immune to incinerate, so that does help him. Uh, Gamma Wave, so another E. Um, and then Superpower Scoundrels. So I quite like this mission. Um, it's a 20 threat as well, so it's a potential to play a big game. Five objectives, you get cover holding them. So it's quite a nice little uh, fun one to be put on. Um, like I said, with the Cabal list I've got, it's very much... You, you want to stay quite close together um you've got baron zemo giving out re-rolls within two so that helps um you want red skull close by to be able to teleport characters so yeah i I think it's it's fun it's not going to win i'm like i knew that from the off i kind of chose cabal because i quite like the best in affiliations so yeah I thought I'd go with one of the underrepresented affiliations out there. Um, you may well be the only one. Might very well be. I, I always like a default win, so that would be nice. <laughs> um, but no, I've I kind of... I've enjoyed using them on TTS and in real life recently, like practicing them for the event. Um, we've got the weekend event at Bash in May. Yeah, Board and yep. Sword in May as well so as hopefully as much as i enjoy him this weekend i can take him to that one as well um and i might try and aim to get uh, i'm trying to think what it's called something of evil i'm trying to think what it is leader of evil whatever it is on Longshanks, like best uh yeah. cabal player um i know somebody did get it i think cause they played three games at adepticon they ended up getting it Oh, For a long time, no one had it. No, I was uh, going to say it was one of those ones where nobody had it, did they? Yeah, Master of Evil, that's the one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping if I get seven in, seven games in now, another six then, and then take them to a couple of others, then it should, touch wood, <laughs> be a, um, I should kind of get up there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, it should be at least in the top five, so. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's the kind of reason I I wanted to take something that it, I think it would have been very easy to take a criminal syndicate or brotherhood or Avengers like I yeah. took the uh, where was it bearded card last month, um, but no, I just fancied something a bit different. I've been chopping and changing the list a bit just to find the right mix. Um, I think when you've got Bullseye who's affiliated as a two, that definitely helps. Um, and having Hood and Baron Zemo, who are kind of, for me, their auto-includes in the list. Um, and Red Skull, like I said, you, you kind of, you can quite easily 
go smaller on the affiliated characters and bring in some different characters to buff it out rather than the thing I found with the Cabal, they've got a lot of characters, but some of them you just look and go, hmm, they're better in so-and-so. Yes. They're, they're, they're just, just, it's a bit of a, well, if they're evil, stick them in Cabal, um, yeah. especially in the early days. And It it got to the point uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like completely rewriting the list. And I was like, no, I need to completely redo this. And then I started doing it, and it got to the point where about, so I looked at the list and went, I may as well just swap out Red Scorn, put Kingpin in, and run Criminal Syndicate. Cause Absolutely. <laughs> like half the characters in Cabal are Criminal Syndicate affiliated as well. Yeah. And yeah. at that point, I changed it so much, it just went, well, all of them are in Criminal Syndicate. If I just put Kingpin in, the list becomes ten times better, but that's not what I wanted. So we'll see. Uh, I'm sure it will be fine. Um, I did try and get a Maestro um hulk print so uh, right. hulk print to basically have an evil hulk obviously and um yeah but i just couldn't get one or the ones that i found were like 15 16 20 quid uh to buy the just a file to print and i was like uh, yeah. i'm not that bothered i'll just <laughs> stick the one that i've got in um so yeah that's my uh that's my roster that's my kind of thinking behind it like i said there's it's not really that much thinking it's they want to do damage to get extra power and i've got some good ways of getting the extra power and getting damage through so it it's a nice easy one um even things like black cat like to be able with the first attack of doing a claw slash yeah even if you do one damage and you get one power you're getting two power to then either do troublemaker or if you've still got a power like saved you can then steal an objective so it like I said, there's so many little extra things. Getting that one extra power attack if you do damage is it just helps you. I mean, A Force players they they know what it's like as well. Getting extra power. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And hopefully, he says with everything crossed and touching a wooden desk, um, when we record next, it's not a just <laughs> seven games of regret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it won't be. Um, just looking at the affiliation breakdown, so so far there's about 20 affiliations listed. Not everybody who's signed up. There's only 25 people that signed up on uh, Longshank so far. Um, and it's pretty even split, to be honest. There's there's a lot of affiliations with only one. Avengers has got four already. Uh, Guardians, Midnight Suns, Spider-Foes, and X-Men have all got two, but everybody else is just a one. I expect that to change quite a bit by the time we actually get to it, but um, it looks like this can be quite a good spread, which is always good to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to be going up. I think it was the last event Tony ran, and like the top four or five were all Web Warriors, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, and like that was the first time I kind of looked at the game, went, hmm, it, like <laughs> this. It could be just five very good players, or there's something that makes Web Warriors a lot better than anything else. But yeah, I think the problem with Web Warriors is they are very difficult. Uh, affiliation to get your head round, but if you are a good player, they've got a very high ceiling, shall we say? Um, yeah, I think that's that's why you may see that. But you know, you don't see them dominating anywhere. You don't see anything really dominating. Um, so that is always good. So I am running Shock Horror Midnight Suns. Oh, I thought you were going to say Inhumans for a second there. Yeah, so close. Um. 
But, and this is Midnight Suns roster that has essentially come out of many, many games. I think I've got already f- over 40 on Longshanks alone. Um, it's probably, I'm still humming and hawing on a couple. Not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Um, but this is where I am at the moment. So, from affiliated, we've got Blade, Black Cat, Moon Knight, Doctor, Voodoo, Ghost Rider, uh, and Iron Fist and Doctor Strange. And unaffiliated, we've got Bullseye, Loki, and the moment is Back to Mystique. So okay. We went Hulk over the weekend, but it's Back to Mystique. And going through those, so Midnight Suns, they are an attrition affiliation. They are not the best attrition armor. And I think that puts them in a really interesting spot because you look at it and think, right, it's an attrition affiliation. But actually, when you look at some of their best characters, the likes of Ghost Rider, Voodoo, Black Cat, etc., they're not attrition characters, first and foremost. Bump in the Night, whilst it does allow you to do attrition because it allows you to get in a range to do two attacks, which is great, it also has other benefits. So Bump in the Night is the uh, Midnight Suns affiliation, which is basically pay one power placed within one. So I think going too far down the attrition route and you come undone because you come up against the likes of Black Order, Brotherhood, to an extent Guardians are at least on an even keel, if not slightly better at it. You know, it can cause problems for you. Yeah. Um, But so the plan is very much to try and help attrition them early and then play jank late, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so to that extent, Blade obviously has to be there. Um, Black Cat is there because she can stagger and she can steal. So, you know, being affiliated helps. Yeah. Probably be there anyway. Moon Knight is probably my favorite three threat at the moment. Um, just does so much work. He didn't over the weekend, as we'll find out, but in general, he just, having those four dice rapid fires, especially if you can get blind obsession and then you roll the multiple personalities for the extra two dice on the first attack, you, you can just, it's just weight of dice. Um, yeah. It just grinds people down. Voodoo, I think we all know about Voodoo. I still don't think I get the most out of Voodoo. My, I rarely come out of a game thinking that Voodoo has won or lost me a game. Um, for me, he's not game-changing. I know a lot of people find him game-changing, so I think it is more the way I use him. Yeah. Anything with him, but he's still a work in progress. Uh, Ghost Rider, I think, again, we all know about how good he is, and again, he he's not just a beat stick. I mean, six dice energy is pretty good handing out hexes. Um, and the penance there um, is also pretty damn good for not only doing quite a bit of damage, you know, up to 10 dice mystic is is always tasty, but then leaving them with less power than they started with yeah. is so so strong. But it's the, as soon as he gets three power, which he gets just by a couple of people on your team being attacked, he, he can just long move. And then, you know, a long move plus a bump, he can get most places on the board without actually spending an action. Yeah, and a big base as well. It's, yeah. uh, it's 
so it, it, he's just so good for so many things. Bullseye has come back in as my two threat. I did play with Honey Badger, but I think he is it is the guaranteed damage. Yes. Yeah. Again, just makes life so much easier. Doctor Strange is there. Well, actually, we'll skip that for the Iron Fist is there because Heroes for Hire is a fantastic card. Mm. Again, affiliated. He helps in the Brotherhood and Black Order matchups because he can essentially stop them from, especially uh, Black Order, he can stop somebody from finishing somebody off with Heroes for Hire. And he can also obviously do his Iron Fist to activate somebody. Yeah. Um, Loki's there again for the Brotherhood um, Black Order matchup, just with the gem. Uh, the gem, sorry, with his special ability to make people pay an extra power for a superpower. Mm-hmm. It's just so annoying. I was talking to somebody in Scotland, and they were like, well, I'm not really sure. About, like, he, I, he was never in any of my Asgard lists until I played a game against him. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you put him in, and he, he just doesn't feel like he's doing anything until you play against him, and then you realise what a pain he is. Um, and I know into Black Order, he stops a lot of their turn one plays because it's yeah, all you can't do the gems for free. Well, he can't anymore. Yeah. And Cosmic Portal now costs three instead of two. And, you know, it just slows Death Decree costing three. It's just really annoying. There's so many things that they do um, that it, it stops them from doing everything they want. And then Doctor Strange is also in there as a bit of a Black Order Brotherhood anti, you know, tech because again he can with Crimson Bands um, auto activate somebody, and you know, with Bats as one of my team tactics cards, I can change one of the dice so it increases the chance of getting it off. Um, he also he's the only person in my team really with any pushes. Voodoo's got a throw, but outside of that, nobody else is really doing anything like yeah. that. Um, so, team tactics cards I've got Bats of the Ghost Hound, uh, Siege of Darkness, as my two affiliated. I've then got uh, Med Pack and Field Dressing, as my restricted. Then we've got Blind Obsession, which generally is for Moon Knight, it just makes him even better. And you can normally get that off, of, off on Moon Knight turn, start turn two. So, whoever it is. Oh, no. you, taking them out early because Moon Knight just needs to do one throw and glaze he automatically gets the one power and if he doesn't spend his first power turn one on objectives then that's it yeah I've also got Indominable because um, it's just a really solid card here is for Hire as I mentioned earlier for Iron Fist because it's just great, another great card uh, Deal with the Devil it's in there I don't tend to use it Unless I use Bullseye, which I don't tend to use as much these days. So, uh, but it is in there in case I end up going down that route and Deception for if we go with Mystique. I think, again, Mystique's in there. Um, we didn't really cover that. Mystique's in there for the ability against something like Web Warriors where they've, or Criminal Syndicate, where they've got a lot of reactive superpowers. If yes. you use Mystique and then do you Siege whilst in her turn, they can't use those powers. So you can get your siege turn off where essentially all your midnight suns are attacking without them being able to use those reactive superpowers, which is 
it's quite good. I haven't used it that often, um, but it's there as a nice option. Yeah, she's quite nice. I mean, she's Cabal affiliated as well, and she was in and out of my roster as a three threat as well. Um, like having stealth is great. She's, I was gonna say a little bit like Moon Knight in regards to like rapid fire stealth. Yes. Uh, but she's also a long mover as well, so that's always a kind of bonus on some of the wider games, etc. Um, yeah. But yeah, like she was the one that I almost put in instead of Lizard, and then everyone said keep Lizard in. So. No, absolutely, I think Lizard's fantastic, especially it's like about. Yeah. Um, and then I've got Space, which currently um, I think it's got climbing gear in, but it's still a a TBC. Mm-hmm. And then secures and extracts. So demons downtown. Um, again, everybody's down the middle. We like that for Midnight Suns. Plus, I've got Voodoo and Ghost Rider who are immune to incinerate. I am looking at bringing in Captain Marvel in future iterations of this list to give me a third incinerate. Okay. Yeah. Anti-incinerate person as such. Um, then I've got. Portals over in City with Spider People and Mutant Madmen. That's because I've got two pay to flips because Midnight Suns tend to generate a lot of power. Um, individually, they've got most of them have got good um, power generation from one reason or another. So yeah. pay to flips work quite well with some. And also, it's what little I have to combat Criminal Syndicate. If I get lucky and win a priority, <laughs> I can pick that. And even if I get demons, to be honest, against Criminal Syndicate, demons isn't a bad one. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I mean, a lot of Midnight Sun and the characters that you've got in your list, especially, like, they've got decent defense values for those pay the flips as well. So, like, the only one that you don't really want to be flipping with is Voodoo, where he's only got the two dice. Whereas... Yeah, Voodoo struggles. I, I think. From a physical perspective as well, like, so, Mad Men, um, there's only really, I think, one for physical in what I normally take. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not great, but it's not bad. Three's not bad, um, and it's just a matter of making sure you pick the right time to do it. It can be frustrating because, as I've experienced in the past, you can get it where even uh, there's nobody there, um, you know, Rich found this out. Uh, on our game the other night he was trying to flip um, ones where I think he had uh, 1.4 dice, I think it was Angela or somebody, rolled 4 dice and still didn't flip it um, (laughs) and there was nobody next to it. So it can be frustrating but at the same time I think it's that they're good ones B is quite good as well for Midnight Suns because you've got characters that are relatively independent Um, there isn't a lot of area buffs as such so they don't necessarily need to be together um, so they can work. You can split them in two flanks, and just they work perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, then we've got fear grips. Uh, worlds or hammers, uh, as it's also known. Just you know, midnight suns love beating people up. Hammers yep. helps. Uh, and then at the moment I've got uh, scrolls, and instead of alien ship, I have got mutant extremists. Okay. Now, this was a late change, and it was because I fed up of rolling for alien ship time and time again and not getting it, <laughs> or my opponent walking up and getting it first turn. 
And it's a funny one because you kind of say, well, just ignore it. Um, but my, you know, secures don't tend to have that many points. So if I'm running even Mutant Madman where there's four points on there, if my opponent gets the alien ship or, or the single extract early, then it can, it can be a long uphill struggle because you've then basically got to win three out of the four points. Um, just to stay even keel. Now, Blackhead can go and steal it. Voodoo can do what he does. Yeah, I get all of that. But, um, and that's why I've got single extracts in there. When you're spending a lot of time trying to flip it to get that advantage, I find that you spend a lot of power. And whilst they've got good power economy, um, <laughs> yeah, it can get a bit frustrating. You soon you lose it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't work out where you want to go either, you know. So, um, for example, the one the other night, we had Alien Ship and Mutant Madman. Where do you put Voodoo? Where do you put Black Cat? Where do you put these people? Because it's all well and good saying, well, Voodoo can just make you drop it. But if you're playing on a B-map for your secures, and he's down one flank and they find it on the other flank, you know, yeah. it's a long time to get over. to get over. Right. You know, so that's, that's my logic on that, because that is just three points. And if you flip it, that one, you literally just turn it over, and it's either there or it's not. So it's nothing to do with dice. It's literally whether it's there or not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then once once you flip it, you know it's not that one. So at most, you can spend three power between the two of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's 14 threat. And I, I don't mind 14 threat because I can do two threes, blade plus voodoo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's it. And again, thinking wise, it's just something that's come through. I did have Hulk in the one over the weekend. And I don't think it's a bad choice, but since I've put him in, I've had really bad luck. <laughs> and it sounds utterly ridiculous, and it's all, you know, whichever way you want to look at it. But I just, for this weekend, um, the prep for this weekend was, you know, Scotland and a couple of other games. I just... I don't know why it's all of a sudden feels like everything's just not quite working as it was. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I've kind of gone and, and taken Hulk back out. I don't think he's a bad character to have in there. I think I'll put him back in at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, if I do terrible this weekend, then I know it's just me and not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll play around with that. There's still definitely some more stuff I want to play around with on this list. I'm going to try some other lists after this weekend, but I will probably keep coming back to them in that sense because I think there's just so much, so much to try with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And, and that's what I think we've talked about in the past quite a bit. It's the joys of the game as long as you've got a core affiliation, then you can just keep splashing characters in and out and pra- like try them out. Yeah, absolutely. You just never know what what could and couldn't work, etc. So that's all good. So that's probably a good segue. Or well, before we do the segue, what do you kind of want to achieve over the weekend? Um, seven and a seven, of course. Why not? Yeah, that uh, anything like that. Other than that, it's a you can walk home. Point. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, it it has been a topic of our chat recently. I'm not, I don't really want to set a, a target for me because I think that's where you start to get into problems. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, it goes without saying, have a good time, 
etc., etc., and therefore. But from a pure gaming perspective, I think anything four three or above is I'll be super chuffed with. Um, yeah. Good result, yeah. I think Midnight Suns is a strong affiliation, but it is not up there with the best. Um, so anything above four three, I would say I've done well out of the affiliation. Um, yeah. Anything below three four, I would probably say I've done badly. Anything between three four four three, I think kind of that's that's acceptable. Like um, you said, you've you've kind of played forty odd games with them, so you kind of know what they're doing. It's not a just take something different for an event. So yeah. like yeah, it, to aim kind of for more positive wins and negative is probably a make sense for you. Yeah, I, I think the big unknown at the moment though is the quality of opponents that are going to be there. Um, yes. I still don't know whether or not this is going to be full of hardcore gamers who are, you know, looking forward to a, a weekend away um, or whether or not it's going to be a bunch of people that haven't really played the game much or a nice blend. We've got um, seven of us coming, mate, so that must set the tone. We're all going to try hard and... No, nah, we're not. We're it sounds like I say what turn that sets. Go <laughs> to the bar turn one and uh, <laughs> just stay there for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good fun uh, weekend, no matter which way. But yeah, I think I would be happy with four three. Anything above that, you yeah, know, would be really chuffed with. Uh, what about yourself? For me, I think I said earlier. Like, I'd love to get best cabal in affiliation. Like, I know we joked about it could be a default, but if there is another cabal person there, I'll fight him. For the is that how you get the affiliations? Yeah, bare knuckle boxing, fight yeah. in the car park. Um, yeah. Now on that note, I that is fair enough. I've, I missed that bit. That's um, what I've said previously is to try and get best midnight sun. Um, yeah. I think um, again, it, it kind of says that you know, I don't think affiliations are completely balanced in MC, MCP. I think they're relatively balanced compared to most other systems. But if you're taking the same affiliation as somebody else and you've done better than them. Then you've got the most out of it. So yeah, um, so yeah, for me, best in cabal, and then I don't know. I'll probably say three wins. I'll be happy with. Yeah, like cabal can be a little bit one of them where you just like, oh god, okay. Uh, but sometimes they can just if you get the dice rolls that go well, and the kind of tactics go off right, then they they can do well. So. Like you said, there are stronger affiliations and there are weaker ones. And I think Cabal are kind of middle-ish, maybe towards the bottom end-ish. But um, they're one of them where, I mean, obviously Red Skull is core box. So everyone's kind of played with him or everyone's got him. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll be happy with three wins, but... We They're should. definitely not the strongest affiliation, um, so I think I think three wins would be, you know, a good yeah. target. Um, yeah. I think seven games over a weekend. I I think if I took one of these stronger affiliations and wanted to go there to try and win, like by game seven, I'd be like, oh, this is just too mind-boggling for me. Like I, I love the game and I love playing competitively, but not to that level. 
I, I like to go for some fun games. And that, that's the other thing I want to do. I want to play seven, uh, seven people that I've never played before rather than we've got to worry that because there's seven of us all going, that we're going to be playing each other at least once. So I think there's a good chance we're going to end up playing. Somebody within our seven is going to end up playing somebody else within seven, at least once. Yeah, yeah there's seven of us. It's probably about 10% from what I understand the numbers are at the moment. About yeah. 70, 80. Um, and the seven rounds. So I would be, I would be very pleasantly shocked if none of us end up playing each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other way to look at it is, and I said this, I think, to Ant the other day, um, an old clubmate of ours, Mr. Ian Spink, um, always used to go into AOS tournaments with the target of one win. Yeah. And then once he'd won one, his target was then two wins. Just go from there. And so on. And I think it sounds a little bit like almost that football, come to the next game, that's all that matters. But but it's true. It really is. You don't kind of set yourself that target. You just say, win win one game. And then once you've won one, try and win another. What Um, will be, will be. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I think as long as we all have a good weekend and we all have fun, uh, that's what Matt's in there, Most definitely. So, shall we segue into your previous two weekends and your uh, tournaments that you've been to? Since we last uh, recorded, we've been to two events. The first was in Protect Games on March 20th. So, this was their second, I think, they'd done. And they had... Um, they're doing a monthly one and it's the Sunday. Uh, it's on a Sunday, which is great because there's quite a few people in the northeast that couldn't do Saturdays. So yeah. basically kind of trading on Saturdays. Um, this one, ProTech, is Sundays. So we've now got a great spread. We've got two a month in the northeast, which is awesome. And the fact that one's on a Saturday, one's on a Sunday is even better because it means that like, everybody's catered for now. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, one weekend after another as well so yes yeah. uh, makes it a bit easier to get to both absolutely and this this was a day of me playing familiar faces more or less right um so round one um so this was as i say march 20th so almost a month ago so i'm not going to go into too much detail it's quite high level but round one was against alan gibb who actually was running the Scottish one, which I went to two weeks later. Um, and he was running X-Force, which I'm soon learning is actually uh, a bit of a problem for me, which um I'm not sure why, but... Um, it's lots of energy attacks, isn't it? It's not something... I've, there is, but they're also very good at killing you. Um, right. So this was uh fear grips world which was my crisis um alan had priority uh so he must have gone fear grips and i went uh, sorry he must have gone secures uh so my extra was fear grips and he had terrigen clouds mm-hmm. so pick up the hammers and then we've got two points basically to fight over uh i went 18 threat um and it ended up 15-16 to me. So this was a super close game that all the way through uh, could have gone either way. Um, uh, Alan's a great uh, opponent. Uh, it was always enjoyable playing against Alan. And I'm just trying to find what we've got. So um, he was running Cable, 
Wolverine, Rogue, Toad, and one other that's hidden behind, a Domino. Um, so I think okay. they, they were his five. He went five wide. I went five wide with uh, Iron Fist, Black Cat, Ghost Rider, Blade, and Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. So we're equal activations. As I say, he won priority. Um, so he was going first. And it was just, a, as I say, pick up the hammers and you've got those two points to fight over. Um, so, again, without going into too much detail, I ended up basically sticking Iron Fist and Black Cat down the left, which essentially ended up being against Cable, Toad, and Rogue. Um, and then on the right, it was Ghost Rider, Blade, and Moon Knight against Wolverine and Domino. Um, looking at this turn two, uh, so we went four all round one. So I'm guessing we've both got two hammers and both got a uh, Terrigen Cloud each. Yeah. Um, and then I... Looking at guessing I played Siege because uh, there's a lot of days characters. So Toad, Rogue. I <laughs> know um, they're not there. Ignore that. That's activated tokens. Right. So, um, yeah. So it was four all. And then end of round two, Ghost Rider was starting to come back across because I was starting to lose the left flank. Um, the right flank, uh, quite comfortable with. I'd managed to daze uh, Domino. Uh, I'm not sure if Wolverine was quite dazed, but he was under a lot of uh, pressure. Yeah. But, uh, Cable had managed to daze Black Cat and Iron Fist. So, and uh, Toad would run away with the hammer. Um, so, eight all at the end of two. Then, going into uh, three, um, I'd say kind of balanced it that way. I think Toad comes back in at that point. Moon Knight and Blade are still fighting away with Wolverine and Domino, doing all right over there. Um, I managed to get into a 13-10 lead. Mm-hmm. Somebody must have dropped a hammer at some point. Um, and then it got to a point where Ghost Rider got dazed on the left and Black Cat and Iron Fist were killed completely because Cable was over there and he was doing the most damage. Yeah. Um, and then on the right, I was trying to get... Blade had a hammer and I was trying to get him away. And basically, he needed to get Cable across the other side of the board and shoot either Blade or Moon Knight to make me drop a hammer to make it go an extra round. Um, he wasn't able to, so I was able to finish with uh, 15... 16 to myself. Like I say, it was a really close game. It was one of those ones where you're kind of fighting over those two spots and a lot of it is down to uh, order of where you go. Iron Fist didn't really do that much. Black Cat, I think Black Cat probably wasn't the right choice. She was there to go and steal a hammer and run away. But then, because you've got those two points, it's hard to for her then to influence it. So yeah. she's just running away with a hammer, but actually you're losing out on two victory points. Yeah, because yeah, if you're losing one character on that point, then yeah. Yeah. Uh, so great, great to play Alan. Uh, played him a couple of times, um, and, and he played really well with X Force. Mm-hmm. Um, then I played Danny, Danny Clark, who is part of our group, but actually um, I'd never I'd met him before. Yeah. Because he, he came in via 
and uh, place down a project. Mm -hmm. um, so we have struggle for the cube and demons downtown. Um, again, Danny had priority, so I picked a 19 threat. Now, Danny was running Brotherhood, um, and I was somewhat concerned with getting smashed by Magneto, because uh, that tends to happen with me a lot. Um, we knew we were going to end up going down the middle, because it's demons, but at the same time, I had to go get those cubes. Um, so I ended up with Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Blade, Iron Fist, and Voodoo. So that tends to be my 19 for uh, Demon's Dump Time, because you've got Voodoo and Ghost Rider immune. You've got the others that can run around and do some damage. Mm -hmm. This was a bit of a funny one, because Danny came... I knew what he was going to do. He moved uh, Juggernaut up. So he had Juggernaut, Scarlet Witch, Magneto, and um, Gambit. Oh, um, very tasty. <laughs> yeah, he put Gambit on his back uh, portal. He moved Juggernaut up into the middle one and um, Asteroid M Magneto up, and then he was basically just smashing the living daylights out of everybody. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch went and got a cube. Uh, Gambit went and got a cube. Juggernaut got the middle cube. So I was left with just two cubes and one portal at the end of turn one. Um so it went 4-3 to Danny. Um, and then we got to the point where I managed to daze Juggernaut. I think this was another Moon Knight special. Um, and was able to essentially did... I blocked it all off and then I did a Heroes for Hire with Iron Fist um, on, I think it was Ghost Rider, but basically I put Iron Fist behind Ghost Rider, who was next to Voodoo. So it meant that the first attack from uh, Magneto wasn't able to pull me in. So normally he does his range three with the push, brings you in, and then he does his range two reroll all. Yeah. But because I put um, Iron Fist the other side of Ghost Rider, he couldn't push him in, uh, which meant his second attack was then again into Ghost Rider, but with the push. Um, so he didn't get his two dice, is um, re-rolling dice range two attack. Um, and that was the main thing that I was trying to avoid. Blade went round the back and chopped up um, Gambit, by the looks of it. Um, Scarlet Witch didn't do that much in this in this game. Um, she was a little bit... I don't think he was quite aggressive enough with her. Um, so it was seven all end of two. Then we go into three um, and we ended up 10, 12 to Danny, uh, three. Um, by this point, there was very little terrain left on the board. Um, but at the same time, most of my characters weren't flipped. He'd sent Scarlet Witch back to try and deal with Blade. Um, but I think Blade was okay because he, he doesn't mind um, mystic attacks. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Rider finally got dazed. Um, but by that point... I think I was able to get enough of the cubes. I took out Juggernaut um, and dazed Magneto early in the next round, which meant that Scarlet Witch and uh, Gambit were left to deal with uh, Blade, which I think they struggled with, but they eventually managed to daze him. But I was able to get both portals again and enough cubes to get me to 16. Um, so that one finished 16-13 uh, to me. 
Uh, again, super close. Um, apologies if I missed any. I that was a big thing that happened in that game. But I, like I said, I just I think Danny could have been more aggressive. Um, he did the aggressive move to start with by asteroiding Magneto up into that middle point. I just then stayed away from Magneto um, and was able to do what I needed to do without getting close enough for him to get that range three and then do that. Yeah. Um, and of course, Heroes for Hire allowed me to throw Magneto as well. So I was able not only just to stop him from pulling me in, but I was then able to throw him so that I could stop him from getting that second attack, I believe. Aye. Um, so I was quite pleased with that because I, I don't normally do particularly well against um, Black Order. Uh, they won't, sorry, Brotherhood. They won't have bad OG teams. So I was pleased to have, have finally been able to do that. Um, we then stopped for lunch and um, we were talking. We went, got subway and we were talking in the car. So there was myself, and, um, a criminal syndicate player and a Guardians of the Galaxy player all on 2-0. Oh, um, nice. And we were talking in the car and I think we both agreed we didn't necessarily want to play each other and we didn't want to play criminal syndicate. So we both wanted to play the Guardians player, <laughs> even though the Guardians player, we didn't know which way we might have been miles better than both of us anyway. But... Um, was one of those ones. Um, so we ended up playing against each other, as was always going to happen. Um, so we ended up with, again, Struggle for the Cube, um, Mutant Madman this time uh, at 17 threat. So I had priority on this one. So I ended up for 17 threat with uh, Blade, Iron Fist, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, and Voodoo. I think we've put in 17 threat wrong when it was 19. <laughs> or you've cheated. <laughs> or I've cheated him out the entire game. Uh, pretty sure I haven't because uh, he's got... Ah, no, that's why, because that's not my voodoo. That's his voodoo. So, ah, let's try okay. that again. Uh, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Blade, Iron Fist, and Honey Badger. Okay. So this was to give Honey Badger a, a go because she was in my list at that point. Uh, he had... Uh, the new Doctor Strange, so Sorcerer Supreme, um, Lizard, Doctor Voodoo, Magic, and Toad. That looks a bit. Um, the scenery was uh, placed in a way that it was a bit annoying for my left Mew Madman, um, whatever you want to call them. Um, it <sighs> trap. That's what they are, aren't they? Um, Voodoo had come down and he was able to kind of get there and he had the leadership on where when you get attacked, you get to place within one. Yeah. So he got attacked, I think it was by Moon Knight and he um, he moved across. But Moon Knight, thankfully, was able to climb up and still be able to, to attack him. So I think I was able to either daze or uh, at least uh, neuter um, his... Voodoo, because he'd gone with the aggressive move and tried to get Voodoo down into my trap early. Then we had on the right-hand side Iron Fist and Blade with Honey Badger. And I'd say Honey Badger went up next to Strange and Lizard to try and reduce them, but never really got into them, which was the problem. Um, so I think, I think there's still legs in that experiment, but it didn't quite work out. So Ant went up uh, 5-4 um, round one. So Blade and Ghost Rider were the two that had uh, cubes for me. 
Um, round two, I managed to go to where came over to the left and I managed to daze Voodoo. I think I was able to daze Toad and Magic was kind of stuck. I think he tried to do some attacks with Magic and it just didn't pan out. So Moon Knight and Ghost Rider between the two of them have flipped both the uh, traps on my side. And then on the right hand side, Anth managed to flip the traps over there. So Honey Podger got dazed. Um, Iron Fist doesn't look like he's doing much either. However, I did manage to, like say, go into a 10-8 lead. So I must have picked up some of the cubes by that point. Um, and then I managed to get ahead around four, uh, what was that, 15-12? Now, looking at the pictures, and at this point, I think he struggled to flip some of the traps back to his way um, because he cleared one of the flanks, but he, he wasn't able to flip both the traps, and that's the problem with it. Uh, Ghost Rider came across and caused chaos on the other flank, and I think that's fundamentally where it went. Um, with that one was just that uh, he wasn't able to flip enough traps. Yeah. Um, so it finished by the looks of this 1917 to myself. Let's do that. So that put me on 3 now. Uh, so I was flying high at this point. Um, and then I came up against Mike East, who was running Criminal Syndicate. Now, Mike won the event there last time. Okay. Um, so I knew that not only was it Criminal Syndicate, but it was a, a competent player playing Criminal Syndicate, which is even more problematic. <laughs> um, so we had uh, Scrolls and Infinity Formula. Mike won priority, which meant, you know, he, he said to me, um, you know, what have you got? And I said, you want to pick uh, skills. He said, well, really? I was like, I told him what skills were. He said, yeah. I want to pick skills. <laughs> so you, you don't want my skills, trust me. And again, 17 threat. Uh, so we had, uh, I think, more or less the same. Yeah. So, oh no, this time we went Moon Knight, Black Cat, Ghost Rider, Blade, and Honey Badger. So Black Cat instead of Iron Fist because that allowed me then to go and search for the scroll. Um, I'll take it off whoever won it. Yeah. This is, again, another funny one. Uh, he was running Hood, Lizard, Voodoo, Black Cat, and Kingpin. Okay. Um, so just, I can't remember too much of this one. Uh, so it was two all in the round one. Uh, nobody found the uh, agent scroll. Um, I think from memory, we rolled 12, 13 times for it. <laughs> Never found it. Um, in fairness to Mike, Mike has to be the nicest criminal syndicate player I've ever played against. Is that such um, a thing? Well, exactly. That, that's what shocked me about it. Um, he was a genuinely nice criminal syndicate player. Um, and near the end, he, he was actually wishing for me to get it. And it, it, he's either a very good actor or he was genuinely genuine, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, because I just tried so many times. I'd left Ghost Rider and Black Cat relatively central because didn't know which way the scroll was going to go. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight did his usual thing and I think either took out or kept Kingpin, you know, relatively active. Uh, Ghost Rider played, did okay on the right hand side with Honey Badger, but again, 
Hadi Pacha just didn't do enough for me. So end of round two, um, it went 6-2 to Mike, uh, so he was pulling away. End of round three, however, I managed to claw it back, so it was 6-8 to him. Uh, so I was getting a little bit closer um, at that point. We then had Blade more or less held down his flank okay uh, against Hood and Lizard. Then Ghost Rider and Moon Knight and my Black Cat were against Kingpin and his Black Cat. And they, they were doing all right. I think, uh, I can't remember who found it, but somebody found the agent in the end. It was Ghost Rider, uh, which helped me claw it back a little bit more. But then again, I wasn't able to capture the four affinity formulas because he's counted as two. And then that meant that he, he pulled away again. So it was something like 14, six in the four. Right. Um, I managed to get it back to 10, 14 in the five. And we then looked at it and said, right, well, we might be able to work this out. I needed a number of things to go my way, but it was still possible because Kingpin was dead at that point, who was in count as two. However, I think from memory, we got to a point where we calculated it slightly wrong and where we thought we could do it, actually, because Blade had flipped, he didn't count. There was one of the points where we said it was contested, but it wasn't. Right, I can't remember if it's Hood or Lizard. One of them was healthy. Um, so unfortunately, that meant that the the original one when we were working it out uh, was wrong. Um, so Mike ended up winning that one. It was super close. We didn't really we ran out of time to play out, and I just don't think I had enough bodies to do enough to to win it overall. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Because I could win one flank, but I couldn't stop him. Essentially. He was on another flank, and I couldn't stop him from scoring those two points. Yeah. Um, Blade needed to activate and kill everybody, basically. Um, and at that point, we realised, actually, Blade, because Blade didn't capture it, he was on 15, so he only needed to capture one point. And Blade would have basically had to have dazed, KO'd two characters in a <laughs> Done everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of which was Lizard, who obviously is reducing everything by one. So, yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. So it was a great game. Like I say, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, Mike's a great player, and he's a really lovely guy to play against, to be honest. Excellent. Um, that was enough, though, to keep me top of the Midnight Suns rankings in long terms. Excellent. Um, it gave me a nice little boost. So at that point, I was super happy. Yeah. Um, I then went up to Scotland, full of enthusiasm for all things Marvel. <laughs> I uh, thought a butt coming on. <laughs> the wheels quite literally came off. So <laughs> this was another event at the lovely um, Common Ground Games. Yeah, fantastic venue. Uh, I love going back up there. Run by Alan, who runs a great uh, event. Uh, if anybody's ever up there thinking about it, I can highly recommend it. We had overall, I'm just trying to find how many we had, 16 players in the end, um, which, you know, again, not bad at all for a um, a rel- relatively regular, because they're, they're doing theirs almost monthly now as well. Yeah. So my first game was against Scott Weston, 
who was running X Force. Okay. Recurring theme there. Yeah. Game one, X Force. Um, it was Montessi and Demons. Now Montessi, you know, is not a great one for Midnight Suns because his energy and Blade doesn't like energy and all of that. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's not that bad. Um, but it does mean you're completely down the middle. Um, now talking to Scott, he had played. You know, I said how how much have he played. He, he was like about ten games. Um, so he was relatively new to it all. So I was helping him out with a few bits and pieces. I just feel like, you know, it's the right thing to do when you've played more games. You kind of, even when there's things that are detrimental to you, if you point them out, I kind of just feel like there's no point just winning when you know that your opponent missed some bits and pieces. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so more than happy to, to do that. Uh, there and we, and we can have a good chat about some bits and pieces. I'm just looking through the photos. So I was running Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Voodoo, Black Cat and Blade, so relatively standard. Mm-hmm. And he was running Domino, Cable, Magic, X23, Honey Badger and uh, Deadpool. So he was six wide. Okay. Yeah. Now, I quite fancy my chances there because obviously I'm getting um, priority most times and, and it didn't didn't look like it was going to go too bad. Uh, I moved up um, and was able to, I think he went, we, we were both very tentative because neither of us really wanted to go into the middle and get the middle book because we both knew whoever went there uh, was likely to get shot. Um, yeah, of course, so obviously yeah. Obviously, he had um, Cable who can body slide up and get within you know I think he can body slide up and get within three uh, if he needed to um, so even though it puts him like Black Cat or Moon Knight up there um, they weren't necessarily going to be safe so it ended up with Ghost Rider taking my back objective and Voodoo taking the middle but uh, that was contested he did a great thing he put Jonathan the unstoppable on the back, so we didn't need to worry about the back objective at all. Right. Um, and then Moon Knight, Black Cat and Blade kind of went down a flank because I didn't want them incinerated. Uh, so we went 3-2 to me. Uh, I think I must have ended up going first to get the uh, middle book. It got a bit of a mess in the middle, to be honest. Black Cat got dazed. I ended up putting the Brother Voodoo token on Somebody Magic did quite a bit of damage to Voodoo, so he kind of um, med-packed and then ran away to the back and Ghost Rider came forward to the front. Um, and so end of... This says end of two, but I think that's end of three. Uh, it was 6-4 to me. Okay. Uh, and then Ghost Rider went and got rid of... Jonathan the Unstoppable, Moon Knight carried on causing chaos. I think this was one of those games, this was one of those days, in fact, where Moon Knight just didn't do what he normally does. Um, and also, I think I'd put um, Blind Obsession on Deadpool, and then Deadpool ran away, so I ran after him, which probably wasn't the right idea. I uh, did this a couple of times over the weekend, and I kind of think that Probably not the right answer. Um, Magic held the middle. 
Um, Blade ended up getting dazed. One of the books was then placed off to the, to the left. Uh, Black Cat ran away with her book. Voodoo uh, then got dazed as well. So it got very close. So it was seven, eight, end of three or four, I think it is. And then it just went even bloodier. And at the end, uh, we only had Ghost Rider and Moon Knight alive for me. And he had Magic, Honey Badger, and X-23. I think that was all. He was able to stop me from scoring enough. Um, Magic was the only one that wasn't flipped, which proved to be vital because it meant she could hold a portal without me um, being able to challenge it. Um, one of the books just never got picked up and he had the other two books, which I just couldn't get to. And so it finished 10.14. We ran out of time, but also don't think there was, there wasn't much I could do left. If it went another round, probably could have killed Honey Badger, but then he might kill Ghost Rider and then you just... Yeah, you're going to trade him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I was well played by him. Like I say, the dice weren't necessarily what they usually are, but that's no real excuse. It was just an absolute bloodbath in the middle. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> probably where I went wrong was I had a chance to go into Magic and I didn't. Um, which, like I say, ended up being the downfall because she was the one that was wandering around with a book and was healthy. Yeah. Um, so, live and learn. There I am, having lost the first round, uh, thinking, oh, okay, well, I'll get a nice easy matchup to uh, get me back on track. Uh, and I was paired against Evil Steve. Evil Steve. Now, Evil I. Steve. Is as no, I... evil as his name. <laughs> uh, so he was running Wakanda. Oh, God. Okay. And we had Alien Ship and Demons Downtown. Uh, 19th threat. And I was running Voodoo, Moon Knight, Iron Fist, Blade, and Ghostwood. Now, why is he evil? He's evil because he was running Black Panther, Shuri, Killmonger, and Thanos. Oh God! Okay. With mind and that well-known Wakanda. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, his mind and space gems. Now it made me laugh because there I am, having done that, and then on the table next to me was Liam, running. I think he was running Brotherhood. Uh, Liam, what? Yeah, Magneto, Juggernaut, Hulk. That I, fun. I think he was running Thanos instead of Hulk. Can't remember. But oh it, it God. Was, Utter filth on that, and I was like, "We're, we're on the bottom tables here, and it's, it's all gone horribly wrong." Yeah, so uh, yeah, not exactly what you expect to see down there. No, um, and this game can be summarised by the fact that uh, Thanos walked up and found the Kree power core or whatever it was uh, first turn. Um, oh, right, okay. And yeah, I was never going to get that off him. Thanos just basically controlled the game, which is what you expect. Steve played really well. He, like I say, anybody but Thanos gets it, and you've got a chance, yeah. Got a chance, but with Thanos getting it, because he's got all the gems and everything, he can move up, move you all around, and then move back again. So he's never really in any danger. Not that he's a fragile character anyway. You'd have to get everybody up there 
do a load of damage to him and stay up there. Um, so yeah, it, it was always going to be tough. Surely handing out rerolls. Uh, Black Panther didn't really do much. Killmonger did a bit. Um, he put Usurp Throne on Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I managed to do Heroes for Hire with uh, Iron Fist. So that stopped Killmonger from getting that. Yeah. Um, so there were a couple of things I was pleased with. I did a stupid thing with Moon Knight where I moved him back but not onto the back portal. Oh, well, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> uh, which is just silly because um, he could have been scoring a lot more points. Blade ended up just in a really awkward position. And then, like, say from there, he was able just to manipulate the game. Played really well. So what we went 3-1 first turn, 6-2 second turn, 8-3. And then at that point, Killmonger was running away. Oh, Killmonger was KO'd near the end. Ghost Rider got KO'd in the end by, I think it was Black Panther. I eventually had enough power on Voodoo and got close enough to Thanos to Brother Daniel him. But then, obviously, I pick it up and, you know, get dazed. So, yeah, it was it was what it was. Uh, lunchtime came around and we got our burgers from Steve, who runs the place. Again, always good from that perspective. Um, and Sam, who I travelled up with, persuaded me to put my stuff in for Best Painted. Nice. There, there were some really good um, paint jobs there. Then I played against uh, Ryan Hunter, who was running Web Warriors. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I struggle with Web Warriors because, you know, they can just move you around and then you can't really do attrition when you're constantly having to move back into position. Yeah. But in fairness to Ryan, he, all the bad luck I had in the first two games with some very lucky rolls, which I had, all came good in game three. Right. <laughs> um, so I was running, at this point, I was like, well, I might as well just experiment. Uh, so I had Blade, Voodoo, Hulk, and Moon Knight, uh, and he was running Doctor Strange with Miles, uh, Gwen, Peter Parker, and Black Widow. Yeah, okay. Again, we were playing uh, Scrolls and Infinity Formula. Nobody could find the scroll for ages. Uh, Hulk ended up finding it in the end. And yeah, like I say, he, he was really unlucky. We were two all in the first, the first one. I went six three up at the end of the second. I had a good siege turn. And again, previous two games, my siege turns just didn't really do anything. I think that's half the problem. Peter Parker died. Moon Knight woke up and he just destroyed everybody. And then I managed to pull away what was that, 11 5 and then 17 5 at the end. Yeah, he, he was really unlucky with some of his dice rolls. Some of the, he, he tried to do the right things, it just did, didn't pan out. Moon Knight, like I say, just destroyed Peter Parker. Hulk really didn't do anything because he found the Creed Core and then just kind of got stuck. Um, but it was scoring me points, so I didn't really mind. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a bit of an odd one because, like say, I put Hulk in as an experiment. It didn't necessarily not work, but it didn't necessarily... I didn't, I didn't come away with it thinking, yes, 
<laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm one two uh, going into the last game, and I get Gavin Scott, who was running Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was. We had Alien Ship and Mutant Madman. Uh, he had priority, and we played at 18 threat. Okay. So I had Ghost Rider, Blade, Moon Knight, uh, Black Cat, and Iron Fist. Uh, he was running Toad, Rocket Raccoon, Thanos, <laughs> Groot, who we'll get to in a second, and Star Lord. Now, he'd lost his Groot. <laughs> right, Quite okay. He had it on the table, and then it was gone. And what happened was somehow he's managed to knock it off the table and it's gone under the table because he did look for it and he couldn't find it. Right. So for the first two turns of the game, he couldn't find his group. So he wasn't fully focused on, on the game. I eventually ended up going down to floor level and having a look and I was like, oh, there he is. And he was like literally in the middle underneath the table, but at the middle. Right. That makes sense. And for those that have never been to Common Ground Games, you've got the tables that are a decent height, and then you've got shelves that are like a couple of inches off the ground for all the terrain. Yeah. So it was stuck underneath there. So we eventually got there. Um, but yeah, I think I think he was a little bit distracted by that. It's, it just couldn't work out where the hell it was. <laughs> Thanos, however, was running, I think it was Reality Gem and Mind Gem. It was Achillea Thanos. So this one was uh, Moon Knight went and got a trap. Uh, Iron Fist and Blade went up the other side. Ghost Rider in the middle. Managed to get Groot and Rocket incinerated. Rocket Group Thanos kind of went in his middle uh, with uh, Toad going up one side and Star-Lord the other. Mm-hmm. He pulled Black Cat in with Thanos and murdered her. So it was 3-2 to him, end of the first. Moon Knight put blind obsession on Starlord, I think it must have been. Just um, Starlord kind of ran away. Moon Knight more or less held down a flank by himself. He kept Groot and Rocket in the centre. I got a lucky, so Groot had the uh, alien ship. And I got a relatively lucky days off. I think it was Ghost Rider. And then was able to pick it up and run away with it. Blade and Iron Fist were able to flip the traps on my left. So I had three traps and the creek, or I think it was, by the end of that turn. So I was able to pull away into a 7-4 lead, I think it was. He kept moving Moon Knight away, which was annoying. Um, Black Cat kind of hit around the corner. And Groot came to sort out Iron Fist. I was able to keep a couple of the traps in Ghost Rider survived quite a few near misses. So I went uh, seven ten up at that point. Then Thanos came across to try and sort out Ghost Rider and dazed him when I was able to pick up the creek call with I think it was Blade that ended up with it. Um and again ended up going fourteen seven up and then uh, I think I scored more or less everything on the, the last turn as well and when uh, I don't know what we finished on what do we finish on 20 points to 7 um, with his Thanos kind of just coming across trying to kill I think it was Blade who had the creek call but he wasn't able to right again it, it was a a bit of a blowout I had some lucky dice rolls again 
but I, I felt much more in my groove for that game, I must admit. The Siege. I think this was the one I used the Siege. Normally I try and plan a good Siege, etc. But this was the one where Groot, I think, Ghost Rider attacked Groot twice and Groot had one health left. And literally nobody else was in a position to make a realistic Siege turn. But I still yeah. went for it. And I was like, right, I'm just going to have to do it. Ghost Rider is going to do another attack. So I spent the siege on just that one attack. But, and it was a bit of a risk. But I was able to do that one damage to Groot, to daze him, to be able to then pick up the Kree Core. And then I think I still had enough power to then head on wheels away. So it was kind of like, sometimes it is worth just using it for that one attack. Sometimes that alone is enough. Yeah, if it's going to stop them scoring and you can score instead, then yeah, kind of a no-brainer. Like, even if it's just one guy, it's just, like, an extra attack here or there is massive. So, overall, ended up 2-2, uh, and I think I finished 10th. Sam, who I went up with, I think also finished 2-2, but slightly higher than me. Where did Sam finish? Sam finished 6th. Nice. Uh, overall winner was Jay, who won it with Defenders. Oh, nice. So that was a little surprise. He went 4-0. And then uh, we had Paul Campbell and Evil Steve as second and third. The, I think everybody who won, everybody in top three disappeared before the uh, award ceremony. Which was, uh, <laughs> Fair disappointing, enough. to say the least. <laughs> um, but I ended up somehow winning Best Painted. So oh, um, congratulations. even though my actual gaming was absolutely shocking, um, I was able to come away with Best Painted. So I was really chuffed with that. Um, apparently it's gone to a tiebreak and I won the tiebreak. I'm not sure what the tiebreak was. But, um, <laughs> Congrats. So yeah, uh, that Hulk, last minute Hulk, I think may have helped because um, he ended up looking all right. So yeah, again, um, kind of crashed in the Longshanks rating and I am no longer a day walk, the day walker, which is uh, very upsetting. So something I need to put right this weekend. <laughs> yeah, get it back. And, yeah, uh... so that angel thing I should have retired when I had it. Uh, the end of the project games one. Have... <laughs> um, but I think you know people talk about long tracks and the rights on the of it all, and however you want to look at it. But I do find it encourages you to go and get set of badges, and even if that badge is trying to get that best in affiliation. Um, yeah, they're nice to follow, but they're not the be-all and end-all, I think. Like, it's a, it's a nice thing to have, but... There we go. So, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we've had a, all had an awesome weekend. You may well have met us over there. And until next time. Good night. Bye. Bye.